This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to episode number 374 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. Interesting. Uh, there's a new thing that popped up. I actually have to close it. It says, yeah, <laughs> I, recording I got started too. by John. By attending this meeting, you're, you consent to being recorded. Sure. <laughs> I consent to record our show. It's interesting that they put that up there across the board. Like... Maine is a single party consent state, so I don't need your consent true. to record. That is, that is true. Yeah. And this is definitely saying consent and as opposed to. Um, like, I think it's Teams or Zoom where it says this is being recorded. If you don't want to be recorded, you know, leave the room. Mm. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So extra week off. Did you spend it productively? I had to work last week on Monday evening shift last minute. Uh, and then you and the missus went shopping on Tuesday night. Whew. No, we were in Portland all day. Ended up uh, meeting with her sister and brother-in-law for a meal. And uh, yeah, by the Where'd time go? we got home, uh, we went to Kume. The little hibachi place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Surprisingly, they have a lot of vegetarian-friendly stuff on there. A lot of times you'll see these Chinese places or or whatever they are will say, like, you know, lo mein. And you have the choice of vegetable, tofu, chicken, pork, steak, etc. So, yeah. But, yeah, by the time we got home, it was like 7.30, 8 o'clock, and we were dead to the world. And we don't typically record past two. We, we record Monday or Tuesday, and that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah. Um, yep. And yeah, so we took a, took that week off. Um, then Thanksgiving, we had Thanksgiving Thursday, of course. And I went to Canada over the weekend. I mean, you say we had Thanksgiving Thursday, of course, but that assumes everybody is in America. And we do have that's listeners that are so, outside of America. So. The Asia Tazuni subjects had the had the Thanksgiving on on Thursday, uh, fourth Thursday of the month. It's early this year. Um, it's interesting because th- Thanksgiving isn't a set day. It's just the fourth Thursday of the month. Mm-hmm. And it was on the 23rd this year, which is over a month away from Christmas by just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's like. I feel like people were getting geared up for Christmas, all excited about it. Then Thanksgiving hit. And then it's like, oh, it's not December. Oh, it's we got like a whole week of November left. Like, it's not normally that way. Like next year, Thanksgiving is on the 28th of November. Mm. So it's like we have Thanksgiving and then come Cyber Monday, it's December 2nd. And it's just like, oh, 
So it's an unusual early Thanksgiving this year. Mm -hmm. It's really the earliest it could. Well, if the first of the month was a Thursday, I don't think they would do it. Yeah, they could do it the 22nd. So the 22nd is the earliest it could fall. And it was a 23rd this year. Okay. Yeah. But anyhow, uh, uh, my wife and my son and I, my youngest, we went to Canada on Saturday night uh, to Fredericton, New Brunswick, just because we like to go to buy the kids Canadian stuff for their uh, uh, stockings and whatnot. Thank, thank you, Wesley. Like maple syrup? Stockings. No, like Canadian candy, like Cadbury Crunchies or Aereos or Canaan loves uh, jalapeno cheddar Doritos. The absolute best Doritos they've ever made. They only sell them in Canada. Hmm. If they sell them in the United States somewhere, I've never seen them. But like they're not regularly anywhere here. But we go to Canada. You see them all the time. Um, nice. Things like that. Cheesies by Hawkins. Cheesies are the absolute best. Um, it's like a it's like a Cheetos cheese curl, but it's just a hundred thousand times better. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so we, we like to pick up those Canadian goods and just get away for the night. And my work phone doesn't have cell service in Canada. Convenient. Yeah, it's nice. We went through like they've been blowing it and they've been blowing it up tonight since five o'clock. Can, so can you tell them not to? I think I, I think I quelled everything. We were going through customs at the border. We drive, and the Canadian guys, uh, he's just like, uh, Where are you going, Fredericton? What do you do for work? Okay, he seems like you asked that out of order, but all right. <sighs> I go, uh, I run a 911 dispatch center for the state of Maine and Augusta for the state. He goes, Oh, he nods his head, like, Okay, cool. And he's like, uh, What are you doing in Canada? I'm like, I don't have cell service. What's your reason for traveling to Canada? I'm like, I don't have cell service. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed, and I was like, Just get away for the night. You know, get away. And, All right, have fun. You know, and but yeah, I just like I don't have cell service. <laughs> cool. Um, so we went to the mall, and I have to say, the mall in Canada doesn't know that the mall that malls suck nowadays. Really, I haven't figured it out yet. That hasn't caught up there yet. So we go to the mall. The mall's got a movie theater in it. It's got an arcade. It's got a bookstore. It's got a Toys R Us, like a real standalone Toys R Us. And the, there is a section of G.I. Joe action figures. And yes, they're the Super 7 or whatever, but it's like I'm a kid. I mean, this section is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Like 11 across and 3 down. Uh, so there's 33 facings of G.I. Joe action figures. And there's just like all kinds of cool, like all kinds of Star Wars figures, Star Trek. I mean, like everything, 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 everything. It's, it's just like an old school Toys R Us. And it's amazing. And they had a Hickory Farms set up. Hmm. Apparently they do the they do do Black Friday deals and whatnot Doo-doo. in Canada as well. Doo-doo, huh? But they even had like the old, you know, the holiday time Hickory Farms display set up. In the in like in the middle kiosk or whatever, so it was just it was kind of fun going to a packed mall like when we were younger. Mm-hmm. That had stores we actually wanted to go to. <laughs> Not uh, just people had, out had, in the middle of the aisles that were trying to get you to let you yes, touch them. None of that actually. 
they had people in the middle of the aisles, but they weren't like, oh, let me uh, let me do your hair. I want to see how this item works. No, none of that. <laughs> um, they do you had... lift up your shirt? <laughs> yeah. No, they had like a music music and movie store. That was, I mean, like it was just, it was so nice, quite frankly. Like to experience that once again, like a real legitimate mall. Interesting. It was fun. I uh, I had thought of your trip because when we went to Portland, the Macy's down there had big stickers all over their windows that oh, said yeah. Toys R Us at Macy's. Toys R Us here now. And they had a small but a chunk of the store carved out for Toys R Us. And it was just toys, you know, nice, bright, colorful displays. Um, it, it was a grab, but... I was like, oh, Mike's going to the actual Toys R Us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that one. It's, it is it's like a like a, a small, small, small corner. Yep. And it's it's okay, but it's <clears throat> it's definitely nothing like going to like an original Toys R Us, quite frankly. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and again, the mall was packed and people seemed happy to be there. And it was like old school going to the mall at the holidays for shopping, people buying deals in person, not just online. But I think you and I discussed this too. I don't think I know we did, but I know I discussed it with others. Like, um, there's just no, uh, like there was no deals that really blew me away this year. So, yeah, um, there were a lot of videos online, a lot of TikToks, a lot of social media videos with people going into places like Target or Walmart, and the aisles were empty. And they're like, where are all the people? This is Black Friday at 7.30 a.m. Where is everybody? Or yeah. you'd have people that would walk up to a you know big stand of like TVs that said, you know, Black Friday, $3.99, and you reach yeah. in to the little sleeve that has the price – and you slide it up and the regular price is behind there and it's $3.99. The only difference is that this one in the front has a strip across the top that says Black Friday. Yeah. So they're not even changing the prices on a lot of these things. You know, it used to be, say, a new TV that's $800. And if you're one of the first 50 people in the door, you could get it for 100 bucks. Oh, you had to queue up to try to get there or race to the store or whatever. Or yep. I don't know. Remember the video? You can go on go on Instagram, Instagram. Jeez, you can go on YouTube and look up the Cabbage Patch Day videos. Yep, Cabbage Patch Kid videos of like the people fighting over them, and the store clerks like screaming like, "Work, work, work!" Mm -hmm. You know, like it was just yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's and they're still trying to claim. You know, if you look at the news headlines, they're like, "This was the biggest Black Friday ever." Uh Maybe because uh, things are so stupidly expensive now. Um, maybe because there were a lot of people, you know, one of the people in my office, I was on a Teams call today and I said something about that. I was like, does anybody remember when Black Friday used to be good? And she was like, I still went out shopping and I got some great deals. Okay. Um, I don't think you did. I, I think that you probably got things that were marked up ahead of time and then marked back down. Um, Coles loves to do that. You know, if you ever see something that's on sale at Kohl's and I'm making air quotes with my fingers, it's usually because they marked it up considerably and then put it on sale and I'm making air quotes again. 
Um, Kohl's was famous for that. <clears throat> wow, this is only $20. The regular retail is 50 No, it's not. Um, that's why I like uh, if you go on Amazon, I have a extension called Honey. So you'll see something that says the regular price is $130. You can get it today for 50 bucks. But then you click on Honey at the price history and you see, well, yeah, it's $50 today and it's normally $60. So it's not – uh, you know, suggested retail of 150 or 130 or whatever, they're selling it for 60 and now it's $10 less, but it makes it look big if they go, oh, the suggested retail is. So I think that's what's happening with a lot of this stuff is they're marking it down like five to 10% and people are like, whoa, it's Black Friday. It has to be good. It's the emperor's new clothes, you know? Yeah, it's just, I remember back like Best Buy, Walmart, Target, but mostly Best Buy especially would have like amazing movie and TV deals. You know, I got sorry, movie, uh, DVD, DVD yeah. and Blu-ray deals for TV shows and movies and whatnot. And that's when you'd buy us, you know, the next season of like Scrubs or Supernatural or you'd get a great deal on this movie or that movie. Um, And then there'd be like random movies that were on sale. I pretty much own most movies I want to own for the most part, you know, like. Yeah. But there was three particular that I were looking for deals on. Technically four, because I ran across the fourth one. I went, oh, okay. It was Scream 6, uh, Saw 10, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and uh, Creed, the new Creed trilogy, because I noticed that they had like a three-pack of it this year. None of them were on good deep discount prices. They were all like their normal everyday price. Oh. Or they'd be a couple bucks off or whatever. You know? Yeah. Nothing yeah, that would I make me old, want to be like, yeah, oh, that makes sense. yeah, there was just like the normal everyday release price. None of them were everything that was like on the deep dive sale. Didn't care about or there wasn't much. Um, I thought the Amazon Prime days had better deals in July and October on sets than Black Friday did. Yes. Yep. I can get behind that statement. Yeah. Yeah. And the only person I bought something, I, I, I well, technically I did buy tires on Black Friday. I bought tires for <laughs> Kate's car and for Wesley uh, Kanan's car. Um, because at VIP, they're buy three, get one free and this and that and everything. And so, you know, I spent money on tires. But I mean, outside of that, I bought, bought you something for Christmas. That mm. was my Black Friday. That's the only thing I found. And it was just something I came across. And there was a Black Friday deal. It was, you know, a very good price. And I was like, oh, okay. But it wasn't anything I sought out, just something I happened to see. And I was like, I'm going to get that for you. I like it otherwise, when that <laughs> Otherwise, like, there was nothing. And I looked. Trust me. I looked a lot. Mm-hmm. I kept searching. Yep. Black Friday and, I definitely and got Cyber enough. Monday. I didn't look at anything today. I was like, whatever. But I definitely got a shit ton of emails. Mm-hmm. Um, about everything. Yep. Emails out the ass, uh, pop-up ads, uh, different news outlets, you know, that are like, oh, here are our picks for the best Black Friday deals. And um, it could also be, too, like a lot of times I see these deals that that they talk about online are things like uh, TVs and, you know, uh, Dutch ovens, air fryers, Stuff like that. Things that we would have zero use for. So we're just scrolling right by them. Like, I'm not looking for a new TV right now. 
My my fiance says I don't need one, so I am not looking for one. But when I have my new house, I will be looking for a new TV. So then I might say, oh, okay, well, that's a pretty good deal. That's not a good deal. I don't think that they're going to be good deals like they used to be, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I mean, realistically, like the last time I bought a TV, actually, I bought two within a couple months of each other because one magically got broken somehow. Anyways, doesn't matter. Ooh, I remember that. That was rough. Yeah. Yeah. But anyhow, neither one of them were that expensive to begin with. Like the yeah. price, I mean, it wasn't like I went out and purposely bought a cheap TV. I bought a Roku TV. I bought what I wanted and the size I wanted. And it was just a reasonable price from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> Anyhow. So that being movies said, and such. movies and shows and stuff and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I feel like I watched quite a bit, but I didn't watch quite a bit. You know yeah. how that works. No. Yeah. Uh, TV shows. Oh, boy. I got to. I sit here sometimes. Not here. I sit in my chair and it's like, I'd like to watch something. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what am I watching? <laughs> we ran into that this weekend. The, it Like literally just going through different streaming services and scrolling through. And it was one of those, like, there's a lot of stuff on there that I've added to my list, but nothing that I was like, let's sit down and watch this. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, exactly. Like, like for instance, like I know I watch Quantum Leap, but there hasn't been any episodes on since the 15th. Mm-hmm. And there isn't until next week or the week after that is whatever. Correct. Um, But like, there's just not a lot of like Kate and I like, what are we watching? Oh, that's right. We're, we started Fargo. Oh, we're watching Blom and Bass Reeves. Oh, we're watching uh, Murder <coughs> at the End of the World. It's like, okay, at least we remembered some stuff. But it's like, there's nothing that's on right now that I'm just like salivating for the new episode to come out. I can't wait to watch this next week type of thing. It's, it's almost like, I think for me, I'll I'll get there. I think for me, I'm close, but there are two that I really get excited for each week. One is Dr. Who. Now that it's back. Well, yeah, I watched, mm, I don't know how many episodes of invincible I've watched. There have only been four this season so far. I don't. I think I've only watched two. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, because if you had watched the third episode, you would have jumped right into the fourth episode because it's a bit of a cliffhanger ending. Um, and it's in the news, but I had sent you a thing. Apparently, they were going to do like they did last time and do all eight episodes at the same time. But there was yeah. a problem. They didn't say what it was. They just said that there was an issue so they couldn't release them all at once. So they decided to split it up. So we only got these four episodes right now. And the last four are coming in a few months, unspecified, just in a few months. So that's okay. interesting. Yeah, I read that. It said like spring of 2024. So what did you think of the two that you watched? Uh, let's see here. Hold on a second. Okay. Uh, all right. So I watched A Lesson for Your Next Life. Which is, um, it opens, it confused me a little bit because it opened with um, an alternate Earth mm. where Mark <laughs> and Nolan were um, together. Yep. 
Um, I actually have only watched the first episode now that I'm looking at this. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize they did so much in the first episode. Holy cow. <laughs> they really did. This was the one that I was mentioning to you where they kind of do the cock tease thing where they, they go to say his name and then they say it and there's no title yeah, not- until the very end. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're on an alternate universe where, where Mark sided with Nolan and they basically justify why they just kill everybody. Mm. Um, and then we get back to Mark's actual earth where he is basically, he's, he's depressed. He's got some PTSDs. He's, he's having a lot of hard time dealing with, you know, he doesn't want to get angry cause he doesn't want to become his dad. Yep. Um, but he wants to help people and he feels like he has to make amends. Mm-hmm. And what I kind of like is I kept expecting to see headlines, how everybody hates him and they're blaming the, the general public is blaming him for the death of all these people. Right. And it's really the opposite. So I kind of like, I do like that because usually that's the same. It's just, that's different from the normal trope that we get when it comes to these superhero things. Right. Um, yeah. Your, your combat in the city of Chicago killed all these people. All soup yeah. should be destroyed. You know, exactly. Yes. That's, that's what happens pretty much across the board on all these things. Yeah. So that was kind of refreshing. Um, like the mark on the alternate earth is so seductive, seducted, whatever that like sadistic. There we go. That like the, the Adam Eve on that earth, he breaks her neck and Nolan's just like, well, I'm surprised you did that. Oh, what? No, she's not dead. She's just paralyzed. Yeah. Oh, is that why you were practicing it on those people? You know, the other day, blah, blah, blah. He was like, yup. So this is something like this Mark practice, like, you know, like, hey, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want Eve to die, but I, I know she, I got to stop her because she's not with us. So I'm just going to paralyze her from the neck down so I can still be with her and visit her and, and have people take care of her. And, you know, I, I can still enjoy her, even though now that she's. I, I'm glad you went back now. to that. Cause I'm like, if he doesn't go back to that, I'm going to be like, yeah. okay, we got to talk about this. Cause yeah, that was, that was seductive. Sadistic. I can't say the word today. Apparently. Well, seductive is now going to be the title of this episode. It's not statistic. Wesley dad's trying to say sadistic. And I keep saying sadistic or not sadistic, which seductive, <laughs> seductive. He's, he's, he's being an asshole. That's what he's being. <laughs> okay he's being an asshole yes um um yeah so then we get uh um well let's just put it this way so mark ends up joining like doesn't really join the guardians Mm -mm. but he kind of like uh helps them he he's basically doing what his dad did. Like he won't yeah. officially join, but he's doing Cecil's yeah. bidding. And uh, the the immortal is yeah. his is the new leader of the Guardians. Um, and he brings in a guy named uh, Bulletproof. Yes. Yeah. Um. So there's this guy named Angstrom Levy. Uh, we meet him at the beginning in the alternate earth where Mark sided with Nolan and, and now we meet him again, but it's not him. It's a different version of him. 
Because apparently this guy can open portals and he's opened all these portals to get all the versions of himself from all these other alternate universes. And then he releases Maulers from all these different prisons because he wants them to help him create a, a device so that he can absorb the collective knowledge of all the advanced Earth's technology from all the other universes so he can, you know, He basically wants to create utopia, one world, yeah, one universe yeah. at a time. And and it doesn't go well. Yeah, he basically says, like, some Earths have conquered cancer, some have stopped war. So he wants yeah. to know how each one of them did it, collect it all in his brain, and then use that to shoot out and, you know, start one Earth at a time. Um, it's interesting, the Maulers pointed out, his portals, he can open a portal to another reality, but he yep. cannot open a portal to the same reality he's in. So like he can't open a portal to take him to Las Vegas. It would have to be Las Vegas in a different reality than the one he's yes. in. Yep. Yeah. Uh so he decides because the Maulers are all trying to kill Mark and he's like, I'm not gonna create this <laughs> out of like blood money, basically. Mm-hmm. So and to try to stop what's going on and stop them, he pulls the helmet off, but instead it causes a catastrophic event which kills everybody except Mark. And one Mauler. And then Angstrom himself, he's got, he's been like mutated to have this enormous brain. But not and the way you'd think. <laughs> no, no, not in a good way. And it's, it's and, almost like a cape. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he's being driven mad by the memories of all his other versions. Mm-hmm. Um, where Invincible or Omni Man kind of destroyed worlds. And so now this is going to be the new heel, the new bad guy, because he wants to destroy Mark. I, I look and I like how briefly. I like I like how the Mauler is just like, no, those aren't your memories. Those are the memories of everybody else. You just you can't control them. Yeah. You don't yeah. So because they've had a lot of experience with that. Yep. Yeah, I looked Angstrom up briefly. I didn't want to know his entire arc, but um <clears throat> the the best way that I found to describe him, they said that he's basically the Doc Ock to Invincible. So he's not the most powerful. He's not the worst villain, but he's the one that pops up a lot in the comics. Apparently he's constantly trying to foil him, constantly trying to do battle with him. And um, yeah. So it's, it's interesting how this plays out this season. I'm going to keep watching it. Oh, I, I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy the first episode. Apparently I have plenty of time to watch the next three before episode five comes on. Yeah. Yeah, we still don't know when those are coming out, but yeah, I love the show. In fact, uh, I think it was the third episode this season. Uh, Julia, like towards the end of the episode, she just looked at me and said, thank you again for introducing me to this show. This was amazing. She's like, this is such a joy in my life. Well, there you go. That's yeah. Cool. Uh, Quantum Leap. Oh, I enjoyed mm. this episode. We we fight some Nazis. Uh, we're at Princeton University, and we have a reoccurring character. <sighs> are are you waiting for her to be another leaper? No, I, I, at the end of this episode, I am not. No, because essentially, like she seems to. So Ben jumps into an old man, uh, who's a professor, 
and they're looking for Albert Einstein's missing formula. And Albert's been dead for a few months. And Ben's like, oh, I almost got him. And we see Hannah Carson, who he met in New Mexico two leaps ago. And she was wicked smart. Oh, sorry. Th- yeah, three leaps ago, right? Yeah, three leaps ago. The Area 51 episode. Yeah. And he was like, comments. hey, you should go to Princeton. Go do this program. Yada, yada, yada. You'll fit in great. That was in 1949. Now it's 1955. So it's been six years. She's at Princeton. She's basically solving all these issues for this professor who's writing her uh, his name down on her on her work, taking all the credit. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it sucks, but that's what it is. Um, eventually, Ben has to tell Ben tells her who he is, where he's like, you know, he talks about uh, the agent he was telling her to come to Princeton, uh, just telling her stuff that to prove that he was there in New Mexico six years ago. And then he tells her that I'm from the future. I jumped through time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's kind of even explains like, Oh, Hey, this is how, you know, quantum leap kind of works a little bit. And she is just like, Oh, okay, cool. Like she gets it. And she's like, I thought I recognized you. Like there's something about you. I just recognized you, not what you look like, but your spirit basically. And I thought that was really cool. And I hope this leads to a story where we keep seeing her and that and him and they run into each other. I kept expecting her to somehow be related to. Ben, like his not, mother or grandmother. Well, not maybe, oh, her, oh, maybe Sam. Ian, Sam, somehow related to Sam or related to Ian, or she ends up working on the original quantum leap project. Yeah, I was doing the math in my head. I'm like, could she be Sam's mother? Are we going to find out that she later becomes a Beckett? Like, and no, it's possible- because we meet Sam's mom. Mm, do we? Yeah, and in, in the original, in the yeah, yeah, in the leap home episode where he leaps into himself as like a 13 year old or whatever. Oh, okay. And he tries to stop his brother from going to Vietnam because part two is him. Like he wins the basketball game for. And then part two is him in Vietnam as magic and he saves his brother's That's life. That's right. Yeah. So we meet Sam's mom in that in the in okay. those episodes. Hmm. So yeah, maybe she's just maybe this is just a cool story for them to tell. But it feels yeah. like there's more going on there, especially where they kissed at the end. Like, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um you know, Ian had asked someone to build a chip to help them with the, the Ziggy and that they're siphoning information through it and blackmailing them. And, and so Jen and Ian confront her and, and they get the chip shut down. And, <coughs> and there's some there's some behind the scenes stories advance, But like the, the overall arc of this episode, uh, I enjoyed thoroughly. You know, you like it when you see Nazis get beat up. That even makes a comment about like that. Never thought it feels so good punching a Nazi. Mm. Um, yeah. So I Uh, I, thought at one one point, so I've had this theory since the beginning, as I've told you, that Tom is a bad guy. Um, I thought we were getting a hint of it here where, you know, um, Addison was like, oh, it's Princeton. You know, that's your stomping grounds. And he's like, "Uh, it looks different 50 years from then. You know, and he kind of like left the room and I was like, oh, he didn't actually go to Princeton. Like, we're going to find out. No, it turns out that he met his life there. Right. 
and yeah. she died of cancer and they spent all these days together. They, they sat underneath this tree where the couple, he gets to see the couple carving their initials originally. Yeah. And I, I think he's going to end <coughs> up being Sam's new hologram. I mean, it, Ben's new hologram. It's quite possible. Uh, he did a good job of it while he was in there. Yeah. Because right now everybody's kind of taking a turn, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, he ends up in there and he's like, oh, I don't want you here. And, and he's just like, look, I get it. And I think, and I think what makes him sympathetic is the fact that he gets that Ben still loves Addison and that maybe Addison has feelings for Ben because he still loves his wife. Yeah. You know, and it was just like at the end, he just like you said, the thing, that whole carving the tree thing, you kind of glossed over a little bit, which is fine. But like that had a lot of meaning. Like he's like, look at them carving the name in the tree. My wife and I would sit there and we would look up at that and wonder who's it, who it was that did that. And now here I am watching them do it. Yeah. You know, um, him encouraging Ben, like, you need to do this, like on how to fight, how to disarm mm-hmm. him and this and that and everything. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think he, I mean, eh, he could very well make making, a very good hologram. They're not making Tom too good to be true. No, they're just making him like, because <laughs> I think everybody expects him to be bad or evil to turn mm-hmm. or whatever it is. That way it'll be not. justified for Ben to get yes. back with Addison. And instead, it's like, oh, no, he's just like actually a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm wishing bad things on a person I shouldn't be wishing, wish, you know, yeah. like expecting bad things from. Finding out that basically that's how him and Addison bonded was over the fact that she had lost Ben. He had lost his wife. Like both of them were like, no, I already loved somebody before you. Um, But yeah. let's let's make the best of this. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be happy to be wrong about him being a bad guy. I'll be very happy to be wrong about it. Yeah, no, I, and I get that. I get that too. Um, <coughs> I tried to watch the next th- episode three of Colin from Accounting. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. They just—it was too annoying, and I just wasn't in the right. I was like, I can't watch this. Like, I actually enjoyed the first two episodes, but this one was starting out so ridiculously annoying that oh, I okay. shut it off after a few minutes. We watched the first episode last night and got some good laughs. Um, it was one of those situations where, like you were saying, you know, we sat down and we're like, we got to put something on. What are we going to end? Nothing was really doing it. Julie actually threw on Blockbuster, that one on Netflix about the last Blockbuster. Uh, <coughs> watched the first episode. I wanted to want that. So I wanted to like that so much. Exactly. You know, I, I was like, yeah, this will be good. And there were some laughs, but it was very, uh, very sitcom-y. Um, yeah. And so then I threw on Colin from accounts. We watched the first episode and again, got some good laughs out of it. Uh, a lot of it was unexpected. <laughs> like both of us did a double take in the beginning when she like flashes her tit. Cause yeah. it's an Australian show, so they could do stuff like that. Yeah. And we, you saw her boob and, uh, absolutely loved the end part. Although I felt bad for the dog, but I loved the final scene there where he's like, Oh, you pooped. Oh my God. That is the largest poop that I have ever seen. And it was the one that she had chucked out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, yeah. So I tried to watch that, but it just got annoying. We we started Fargo season five. We watched the first two episodes. How is it? Is it worth watching? I'm digging it. So this takes place in 2019. Oh, wow. 
Uh, yeah. Very and, modern. Uh, yeah, Scandi, uh, Minnesota. Our lead person is a girl, a woman named Dorothy Dot Lion. And, um, you know, I don't want to give away too much, uh, but she is, she's a, she's a, a firecracker. That's for sure. It's Juno Temple is playing her. She's fantastic mm. in the role. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee's her mother-in-law, who is just a bitch. Perfect <laughs> at it. Um, <laughs> Dave Foley plays their lawyer and he is hilarious, but in only a way Dave Foley can be. And he wears an eye patch. Um, nice. And John Hamm's in it. We really meet him in the second episode. Um, again, I don't want to give away too much other than say that the wife and I are really enjoying it so far. Awesome. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you should probably check it out. I think it's worth your time. Okay. New episodes are on Tuesday. I don't know if they're on Hulu on Tuesday or Wednesday, but. You guys should watch the first couple episodes and see if you enjoy it. I, I mean, I can't remember. Do you enjoy the other Fargo series? Every one of them, I'd start and then I'd fall off. Okay. Nothing ever I mean, it really starts, kept it's, me. It starts out great, that's for sure. Okay. I enjoyed all the other Fargo series <laughs> as well. So that I mean maybe that's the difference. This one did um, look really good. It, it really it, it, it drew me so into the trailer. So far, it really is, in my opinion. So. Thanks. Um, murder at the end of the world are you watching that at all haven't started yet is it good i'm trying to see how far along we're in it's decent um i wouldn't say i'm absolutely blown away by it but i do enjoy it it's a detective like story there's been um three episodes so far and um you have like this main character named darby hart amateur detective hacker uh she's a true crime aficionado her and her then boyfriend which we see how the relationship they they solved this murder uh they found the serial killer if you will and that's like all discussed pretty quickly at the beginning of the first episode okay um Cause she's talking, she's, she's doing a, a book reading about a, about her book that she wrote about their experience together. Um, and then it's her going to this place, uh, at the end of the world where she's in this think tank group is how I'm going to discuss it. Cause I don't want to give it away too much. Uh, but obviously it's called the murder at the end of the world. So somebody obviously gets murdered there while she's there. Uh, again, she's an amateur sleuth and detective and whatnot, but she's got some PTSD, some troubled issues, past whatnot. Um, good cast. Clive Owens in it. Um, it looks it looks very interesting. I think it's going to be right up our alley. Yeah, I I like it a lot. Kate's enjoying it, so we're watching it together. Um, again, we're three episodes in. Where the fourth episode comes out today, um, I would I yeah, we're enjoying it. We're enjoying the story. We're enjoying the mystery, and I'm interested nice. to see where it goes. Nice. Oh, I'm supposed to ask you, my mother asked me yeah. to ask you, how do you watch Curse of Oak Island? I know you said the season sucks, but she's she doesn't have cable anymore. So she's like, ask him how he's watching it. 
Um, if you go on the History Channel app, mm-hmm. you don't need to have a, a cable account to like you know, like like for TNT and TBS. I have to sign into my mom's Spectrum account so I can watch it. Mm-hmm. But for this, I don't have to. I can just you just go in and if you watch it like the week it comes out, mm-hmm. you can watch the episode right then. Okay, it's unlocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At some point, they do lock the episode, so you have to like have an, either an account or pay them directly. Okay. Um, the commercial breaks are rough, of course, and the show itself is not as enjoyable as I wish it was. Mm. I think that they have a package for like history and DIY and stuff like that. So, her and my sister. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of how we watch it. Uh, so on Black Friday, they had uh, the. Are you familiar with Screambox? Uh, yes. Well, I am now because you sent me the uh, link to that. Okay. So Screambox is very similar to Shutter. Uh, it's a horror channel type streaming service platform, and. They have some good stuff on it. On Black Friday, you could buy a full year for $29.99. So I did. Um, I found they have a lot of really good documentaries on there, which is shocking. But the one I'm working on right now, which is five hours long in four episode, over four episodes, it's called RoboDoc, the creation of RoboCop, an immersive uh, journey into the making of the seminal sci-fi movie RoboCop. Dude, this is so friggin' good. I mean, it is so friggin' good. They talk to everybody, the writer, the director, studio people, all the actors that were in it. They even got to Ray Wise before he passed away, because isn't Ray Wise dead? Uh, yes. Yeah, so like... But they talked to Clarence Boddicker. They literally talked to everybody. Peter Weller, Nancy Allen. And they talk about the making of the movie, Miguel Ferreira. They talk about like how much work and effort went into this. And it's like it really gives you a, a huge respect for what the movie is, what the movie became, the genre-breaking movie it was, the pure violence that's in it that like feel like I unfortunately, so I watched this kid movie the first time when I was like eight years old, nine years old, and I watched it. My brother and I watched it like probably three or four hundred times over the next several years. Yeah, we just watched this movie all the time, and I just became so dull to the violence in it. I just didn't it didn't register with me. But I'm watching this documentary, and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's really oh yeah, that's really bad. Oh wow, and they talked to the special effects people. They talked everything, how they did like the robo vision, how they did like like the, the things on the screen on his like when he's looking through his mask and mm-hmm. he's like the prime directives and his targeting yeah. and like how they did all that stuff. Like, dude, it was it's so friggin' good. It's so immersive in this movie that A, I have an affinity for it, I haven't watched it in years, but B, like just the detail and even like the dialogue. Like, like um, they had dialogue in the movie and like Clarence Boddicker and his gang, like they like really emphasizes how nasty and sadistic (laughs) 
and terrible human beings that these characters were laughing about everything, like blowing the guys, blowing off Murphy's hand. Mm -hmm. And they're going like, we'll give the man a hand and everyone laughing and just like not giving a shit about anything. Like it's just, it's quite wild. Um, Mm. You know, and like, even like them, the, the actors coming up with lines of their own, like when they, at the beginning, they Clarence and his gang, they, they rob a bank and, a guy named Bobby messes up and when he blows the safe and he burns the money so it's useless and he gets shot in the leg and and now they're gonna throw him out of the vehicle onto the police cruiser to, as a distraction and like this wasn't in the script but but the guy that played you know Red played Clarence Boddicker was just like I gotta say something cool before we throw him out like I gotta say more than just like throw him out or whatever mm-hmm. so I came up with Can you fly, Bobby? And he goes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, oh, that's like a really like terrible thing. Like, I don't know. It's just I can't put over enough how amazing this documentary is. I love that it's broken down into four parts because you just I, I mean, it'd be a lot to sit down and watch. And it's like, oh, at least it shows me where I want to take breaks and how like each episode of all four of them have like. Each explore a section of the movie. Um. And different points of view, yeah. It's it nice. is phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Da, 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 da. Yeah, and uh, I'll say this: like, there's a bunch of other cool-looking documentaries that are on there, mm-hmm. newer ones uh, that I'm actually looking forward to checking out now too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are they done by so, the same guy, or just you know that because this one is good? If, if, well, it's just no, they're all different. It's just like because like, ooh, they have one on child's play. I want to see that. Mm, gotcha. And this one, this Robodoc did come out this year. Screenbox just happened to get the streaming rights to it, you know. Cool. So yeah, it's pretty damn awesome. Like it is very awesome. Cool. Well, I'm glad that worked out well for you. Yeah, I enjoy it thoroughly. I've watched Two complete episodes, and I started episode three last night. And I got halfway through it, and I was so tired, I had to go to bed. So I ended up shutting it off. But gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Sounds like it gets you hooked right in. Yeah, it does actually. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> uh, the only other thing that we're watching is we watched like the uh, second episode of Lawman Bass Reeves. Uh, where we see how Bass became a deputy sheriff or a deputy. Um, apparently, okay. it's going to be eight episodes. They've released five episodes. There's three more to go. Uh, you like it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Good. Yep. So. Um, we watched the first season in air quotes, because it's called a first season of the Murdaugh murders on Netflix. Okay. Yep. True crime documentary about the Murdaugh family. Um, it's slow. Uh, the first season is three episodes <clears throat> and then there's yep. another season out there. We'll probably get back to it, but these are the people you might've seen it in the news. Like, the the son was the youngest son was driving a boat drunk with a bunch of other friends of his and they hit a pier and one of the girls disappeared and they didn't find her body for like five or six days up the river and um she uh she was dead but basically everybody knew in that town like 
the the law and order system, the judges, the the court system was basically run by the Murdoch family. Like if you looked at this one law firm that was in town, it was set up generations ago, like five or six generations of Murdoch's uh, set up, built the law firm and they were the um, the prosecutors. And so <clears throat> it was um, it was basically they ran the town. You know, everybody knew that if they were involved, they could make things disappear. They could sweep things under the rug. Um, so the first episode had a lot of backstory and it was done very weird because this is it's a documentary. But like they were interviewing this one girl and they kept going back to her. She was the um, girlfriend of the younger son who was driving the boat and they go back to her and then they go to other people. And then at one point they came back to her and she was in a different room in a different outfit. Like they had shot at a completely different time. It was almost like they had come back to shoot more footage for later on and then spliced it in here, but they did it terribly. And it kept on throughout the episode like that, or the episodes like they would go to her for commentary. And sometimes it was the, white room with the white outfit and sometimes it was the red outfit in the you know brown room and it was it, very the disconcer- it, it not only threw the pace off but like a couple of times julie and i were like is this the same person like this is the same girl right yeah this is her okay why are we seeing it like this why did they like uh when you see the parents of this kid it's always in the same room in the same outfits you know they shot all their footage on the same day i don't know what happened here like if they came back or if she had something she had to do um but basically it started off with that incident well we got to that incident by the end of the first episode like the whole beginning of the first episode was building up like who he was as a kid and who the murdoch's were and who these other people were i was his friend and this girl was awesome and blow you know building up all the players in it <clears throat> so then at the end of the episode we get the death second episode like skims over that real quick and then jumps right to the next incident which is basically um, he's released on $50,000 bail, goes to one of the the private houses that they have out there, a private hunting lodge that they have out there. Um, and then within a couple of months, him and his mom get murdered on that property before he ever fully stands trial. And the father found them. Oh, my God, my kid and my wife have been murdered, blah, 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 blah. Um, <clears throat> then... We go back in time and we talk about the housekeeper having a mysterious slip and fall accident. So the whole thing was shot. I don't know. It was shot and presented poorly. Like you would have expected this to be a consecutive, like while this was happening, you know, the housekeeper was mysteriously killed. You know, they say she slipped and fell, but then you find out that he took out a $4.5 million life insurance policy on the house the day before she slipped and fell and died. Um, So by the end of the three episodes, it was almost like this could have been done so much better. You know, it was not overly enjoyable. Um, Might go back and watch the second season, but yeah, it it was not the best documentary. We might go back and watch it. Uh, Maybe, but I doubt it. It'd be one of those like, oh, well, we've already committed this much, you know, yeah i get what you mean there um 
And then the only other show that I have to talk about other than Doctor Who, which I assume we're saving for the end, um, was Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, the new anime. Oh, I forgot about that. So here's the thing. I watched the first episode. Yeah. And went, ooh, I need to watch the second episode. Like, I need to immediately watch the second episode. Watched the second episode, got to the end, and went, I think I'm good. And Julia's like, what would you think about that? And I was like, I think I'm good. And she's like, yeah, I think I'm good, too. So then I saw a guy on TikTok make a, a video about it briefly. He's like, hey, if you can watch it. And he made some points, and I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and watch it. It wasn't that it was bad. It was just that I was like, eh, I don't really think I need to see any more. So I went, and, I, and we were laying in bed, and I was like, hey, I'm just going to put on episode three of Scott Pilgrim. Julie was reading a book. She's like, okay, no problem binged the rest of it that night binged three through eight was glued to the set and by the end of it like i was floored um this is not the movie um this is this has the same voice cast for the characters that you know and love uh but it is a very different story than what you've what you're expecting the first episode starts off i will say play by play of the movie with you know some some stuff shortened up <coughs> like we get to certain things a little bit faster yeah. um by the end of the first episode you're gonna go oh this is not the same as the movie and then it whew, i don't know if you're gonna like it okay um it is anime um i don't have a problem with that it is it is very different from the movie. There are some ridiculous parts. Like, you know how in the movie they had some ridiculous over-the-top stuff? Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> because it's anime, it goes harder. Um, but holy crap, this is a different story. This is a grown-up story. Uh, it, it kind of floored me. Like, by the end of it, I was – like, Julia had put her book down – after like an episode and she's like, I can't stop watching this. And by the end, we're like, I'm so glad we kept watching this. This is amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. The story that he wrote and they've said, they talked to the showrunners and the showrunners who one of them is uh, the guy who wrote the the story originally. They were like, yeah, we don't have any ideas for a second season and we don't think that we want to. And it's completely tied up. Like there is no, this could be a self-contained thing. Um, there are a lot of guest starring voices on here. <coughs> um, Kevin McDonald, Will Forte, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, uh, Stephen Root, Finn Wolfhard, Cal Penn, Shannon Woodward, Weird Al Yankovic. Like those are just some of the bigger ones that you'll notice. But um, oh, uh, or the episodes, they're each about a half an hour uh, and there's eight of them. So you're looking at about a four hour. But holy shit, dude. Like I said, the first episode, you're going to think you're watching the movie. Second episode, I, I honestly was going to stop at the end because it was just like, okay, well, this is just a thing. Um, but if you stick with it, uh, it is great. It is really amazing. So okay, cool. that's all I'll say for now. <clears throat> Did you watch any movies? Three movies. How many did you get in this week? Oh, like seven. I wrote down. (laughs) 
and then you'll remember at weeks. least one or two. Yeah, I can't seem to recall more than this, though. I've run into that. Like, we'll sit down and watch something, and I'll forget to write it down. And then, like, a couple days later, I'll be like, did we watch any movies this week? She's like, uh, I don't know, did we? So. Well. I, I know I wrote three. Yeah. Well, what's one of yours? Uh, we rented, because I couldn't find it anywhere else, Kingsman the Golden Circle. Because we had seen the original one, Kingsman the Secret Service. And yep. so I was like, yep, let's do it. You know, she was in, I was in. Uh, I told her it had Pedro Pascal in it. So, of course, you know. Woohoo! And uh, <clears throat> this is great. It's so over the top. It's so ridiculous. Um but it was so great to have those characters back. It was great to be introduced to the American side <coughs> with the whiskey instead of the Taylors. Yep. It was just, it was a super fun movie. Uh, the tragic part, and you're going to hate this was at the end of the movie, Julie's like, when can we watch the next one? When's the next one coming out? And I'm like, well, funny story. Um, they just announced today that they're working on the fourth one. She's like, really? So there's a third one. I'm like, kind of, but it's the origin of Kingsman it takes place in what? World war one. And, yep. uh, <clears throat> and she's like, why, why would they go back? Like, this is what I wanted. I wanted like modern flashy, you know, spy stuff. I, I wanted this vibe. I wanted this excitement. I'm like, I don't know why they went back. I said, I've never watched it. Mike says that it's great, but <clears throat> I couldn't bring myself to watch it for the same reason. Like I wanted flashy. I wanted James Bond. I didn't want world war one, James Bond. So, well, it is good. I, I'm sure it is. Uh, and I may, you know, we, we may find ourselves in a position where we're like, you know what, let's sit down, let's watch it together. Cause neither one of us have ever seen it. And, uh, yeah, see if that's good. But for right now, it was more of a, so fair enough. Um, so I watched mostly like a couple new to me movies, um, two brand new movies and then a couple rewatches, you know? Um, okay. So I I decided I'm going to watch all the black Christmas movies this year. Um, they're all streaming different services. So I started with Black Xmas 2006 or Black Christmas. This is the one that uh, it's kind of a remake. Glenn Morgan uh, wrote and directed it. And uh, it stars um, it stars a cast you'd recognize in. Hold on a second. Why is it doing this to me? Here we go. Uh, Katie Cassidy, Michelle Trachtenberg, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein, Lacey Chatber. I mean, Chabber. Uh, Are you frozen? Oh. My back? Yeah. I, I heard you say it's stars and then you just kind of froze. Oh, I did freeze then. So it stars Katie Cassidy, Michelle Trachtenberg, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein, Lacey Chatber. I mean, it's a, it's a very, it's Holy a. Holy crap. A, a young cast of like people that like, Oh, well, where are they now? Or et cetera. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, No shit. Um, <clears throat> it is not a, a direct remake of the original. Um, it's also got an R rating. I enjoyed it. It was solid. Yeah. 
Um, critics didn't like it, but I don't really care about what the critics like and don't like. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. <clears throat> um, commercially, it was a success, apparently. Uh, again, it's not a remake. It is a, I'd say, more of a sequel. But, okay. Yeah, but not really. Um, and yeah. when was the original one out? 1974. Okay. And that is a lot different. That is like, uh, I haven't watched that one yet this year, but I'm going to. But basically, that's the the, the originator of like, it's a, the, the thing, the commonality is that this takes place at a sorority house on a college right before Christmas break and girls are getting murdered. Mm-hmm. And the original one, you know, it's this is like the original slasher film. Bob Clark, who did A Christmas Story, ironically, is the one that directed this film. Um, and this is where we get the the phone calls coming from in your house type of thing mm. where the killers were sending threatening phone calls. Um, the sequel is similar to that in storyline, the Black Christmas 2006. Um, it goes into a bit more of who the killer is and whatnot. Um, but then Black Christmas 2019. <laughs> no, you're shaking yeah, your head a lot. This- this this was this 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 movie here is is not anything like the original. Like the the what the commonality is, um, the this name movie Black Christmas to the yeah, this is the name yeah no, uh it's girls at a sorority house near Christmas break getting murdered. Okay, and. <laughs> It starts out where like you could be like, oh, okay, they, they have the same killer as the first two movies. They're just doing a little bit different story. There's also a whole lot of girl power going on in this and 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 whatnot. And then at one point it takes a turn. I'm gonna say an unexpected turn, but it takes a turn and it's just like, oh what what? <laughs> um yeah. This is not a turn I expected. Uh, it's a very interesting twist on, on the movie. Because, you know, without revealing too much, it is not a slasher serial killer. It is it is something different. Holy cow. Mm, okay. And then it really, like, the once they go down that door, they're like, we're going full bore on this type of story. <laughs> and Hit it's the gas. like... Basically, yeah. And so it like again wasn't bad, just not what I, I did not see that coming. Uh the wife and I watched Scrooge. This is the nineteen seventy musical version. Okay. I haven't seen it since I was probably a kid. Um I usually always my favorite is the Reginald Owen nineteen thirty eight version of a Christmas Carol. Um but now the uh Guy Pierce two thousand nineteen <laughs> Uh, or 2018 or 2019, whichever it is, um, BBC and FX three-part miniseries, A Christmas Story. It's pretty damn awesome. Um, A Christmas Carol, that, that's pretty damn awesome. Um, anyhow, the Scrooge musical was good. Um, not something I need to watch again anytime soon. Uh, okay. There's a game they play in the movie called The Minister's Cat. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. And you have a letter of the alphabet, and it's like the minister's cat is a marvelous cat. The minister's cat is a mighty cat. The minister's cat is a 
mature cat or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So when we went when we went to Canada, Wesley wanted to play the minister's cat game because he watched it with us. So we 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 played that. We went A to Z two or three times over there over a couple of days, and uh, it was actually quite fun. It's quite interesting. I I never I don't Who remember that game. Well, it's kind of hard because there's only three of us playing, and so like we all got buzzed out at some point. Did you speed it up with each letter? Um, yes and no. <clears throat> okay. That's the way I've seen it is like each letter, it gets faster and faster. So you have less time to respond. Now we would just kind of like, you know, give, give someone a chance and then just buzz them if it took too long. So. Uh, I'll talk about one more. Uh, I watched a movie called blood rage. Came out in 87, 88 or 80, 83. Sorry, in 83. This was a movie about a uh, guy, a kid that kills some people and then blames his twin sibling for it who gets locked up in an asylum for it. And now fast forward and they're adults. And yeah. Um, I've heard so many people say how great this movie is. You need to watch this movie. You need to check it out. Da, 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 da. Uh, and my thought is if I had seen this as a kid, it would have created some sort of nostalgia goofiness that I'd like to go back and revisit as a 44 year old man. When I watched it for the first time, <laughs> not so much. It did not. It did not have that same reaction for me. Okay. Um, it was okay. There was a lot of cheesiness, a lot of campiness gratuitous nudity as you know as they did in those horror movies then um really campy score to the movie Mm -hmm. so like the music during the scenes was really just kind of like it's almost like if they would have used like better music or changed the style of the score and maybe used like more intimidating type music or something like that it might have seemed a little might have changed the you know the the movie itself from what it was to what it, you know, to what it is, to what it could be or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to have finally watched it just so I can say I've watched it, but I, it's, it's not what I'm thinking. Nah, I can't wait to check this out again. Okay. Or this is going into yearly rotation or anything like that. <laughs> okay. What you got for a movie? So we watched a short film on Apple TV. It's animated. It's based on a children's book. It's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. And it's about half hour, 35 minutes long. And it's just a beautiful, touching story. Like there's a lot of – it gives Shel Silverstein kind of vibes. Um, A lot of of very sweet, tender moments, um, you know – profound things <clears throat> like at one point the horse is talking to them and he's like you know can i tell you a secret i can actually fly but it made all the other horses jealous so i stopped doing it and i get, I get that yeah there, there's a lot of I can see messages in it like that where you know it talks about home and friendship and love and um 
So it was just, it was a very beautiful thing. We had seen little bits and pieces of it here and there on TikTok and had been meaning to for a while. And then we were flipping through the other night. Julia's like, oh my God, please put that on. And we did. And yeah, it was beautiful. It was really nice. 35 minutes, um, no real violence, no, nothing that kids can't watch. Um, I recommend it. Okay, cool. What's it called again? The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. And it's on Apple TV. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but I know it's on Apple TV. And uh, yeah. I watched Dutch. Like the the cross-country road trip Dutch? Yeah, the Ed O'Neill and Ed Ethan O'Neill, Embry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, it was Ethan Embry. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it in forever. It is technically a Thanksgiving movie because he's trying to get his girlfriend's son home from his preppy school to for Thanksgiving. And we got douchebag dad. And um, yeah, uh, it's it's not a great film. <laughs> Does it hold up? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. No, okay. no, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> okay. Memories character is is for more than two thirds of the movie is so unlikable that it's hard to, and his attitude is just for an 11 or 12 year old. How are we supposed to be? It's supposed to be 11 or 12. It's just like, no, no, like I'm, it's just over the top. It's just really over the top. Mm. Um, asshole entitlement. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the kid was yeah. a prick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't watched that movie in forever. So that was, that was actually kind of fun to watch uh, that. I, again, I don't probably need to watch that for another 30 years. Fair enough. Yeah. <coughs> what else you got? I got two more movies. Uh, one is Cassandro. It is on Amazon prime. Mm, yes. It's about the Lucha Luchador Cassandro. Um, this is a very it is not a very historically accurate depiction of how Cassandra got into wrestling in his life and whatnot. Really? It is very much yeah, it's really it's really not. It's very much so a uh, an amalgamation of events that happened in his life. Maybe they combine some people or they combine some events or they change the story a little bit or whatever. It's accurate to, to say that he want he, he grew up loving pro wrestling. Uh, his, his dad or his father never accepted him because he was homosexual. He got into pro wrestling. He became an exotico, which is basically like a transvestite type wrestler down in, in Mexico at the time, but he became an exotico. He became huge in Mexico as far as popularity and everything. Uh, outlined his struggles with personal life and in wrestling and this and that. And that, all that was probably accurate as far as like he experienced this type of discrimination. He went from being this type of wrestler to this type of wrestler. He wrestled this guy. This is what happened. You know, like things like that probably did accurately happen. But not so much the way it's depicted in the movie or the order what's depicted in the movie or whatever. So, um, okay. 
Well, that's it kind was, of disappointing. It, yeah, it it was good, but it it wasn't as good as. No, it was good. It didn't make it a bad movie. It just I wish it was a bit more historically accurate. Okay. What do you got for a movie? Um, the last one that we watched was I think you had watched it the week before, The Killer, the Netflix movie with Michael Fassbender. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Super slow paced. <clears throat> Both of those things are accurate statements. Um, yeah. Enjoyed the hell out of it. Very slow paced. Um, I just remembered another movie I watched. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Um, what was very interesting. I saw a TikTok on this last night and it blew my mind. So I was complaining to Julie at one point. I was like, I don't like the new camera work that they're doing in a lot of these films where basically like the cameraman is handheld and he's running along behind somebody and it's like bouncing all over the place. And, uh, you know, it's supposed to make it seem more frenetic and frantic. And it just annoys me. And it, it's a little nauseating at times. So this guy was talking about it and he said, did you notice that when he is on task and when he is on track, like in the beginning when he's doing the meditations and he's talking about everything and he's like reciting his mantra and everything's going according to plan, it's steady cam. It's like on a tripod or whatever. As soon as something right. throws him off, like the first time that the doorbell goes off at the WeWork and yeah. somebody's coming in, it goes to a hand cam. And now it's like kind of jittery and kind of moving around and it's like shaky. Throughout the rest of the movie, this happens all the time. So if he's on plan, if he's on task, steady cam, like a normal film shot. When yep. it inter when he gets interrupted, when he's thrown off, it becomes the shaky cam. And uh it's subtle but beautifully done. Um mm -hmm. loved it. Uh yeah, I thought it was a great film. I like the parts where like you know, we have an assassin who's sitting waiting for his target, so he's going to sit for hours and do so. We got to do that with him. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, another, Kanan and I went to the movies. Mm -hmm. And it was, this is what made me think of um, slow pace, but excellent. Uh, we went and saw Napoleon. Mm. Um, Excellent film. Two and a half hours long. First time I've ever left to go to the bathroom during a movie, but I I just couldn't hold it anymore. And I was only an hour in. Like that was the thing. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, technically an hour and a half, because you know, the movie starts at seven. We got a half hour of crap. They actually started rolling the film at seven thirty-five. We're watching the movie. I feel like, all right, we've got to be more than halfway through. It's it's <laughs> eight twenty-five. <laughs> Yeah, I got like a good two hours probably. I'm not going to hold that, be able to hold this for <laughs> an hour and a half more. Um, story was good. The movie was good. Joaquin Phoenix was excellent. I enjoyed the hell out of the movie. So did Kanan. Kanan was actually, I didn't realize he's apparently very much into Napoleon and the history of it all. And, and he was like, I can't believe they didn't, they didn't cover Spain. Like he conquered all of Spain. Like, and he mentioned a few other things they didn't highlight in the movie. But the reality is, it's like, the, they didn't start from childhood. They started when he was an adult and basically like, Oh, Hey, this is what got him promoted to becoming a general of this army. And then we're going to go from there. Um, so like they really kind of cover like 15 to 20 years of his life until he was sent to exile. Okay. And, and 
they don't they kind of have to gloss over certain things because he the, the man did so much you know like there's so much story to tell you can't tell it all but the story they told i thought was excellent uh, they did a really good job of the movie it was just it was it didn't feel like a long movie but it it was it was a long movie <clears throat> I I was worried that it was going to be a long movie um, because whenever you see a trailer for something like that, that's a big epic period piece focused on a real character like this was giving me gladiator vibes. Um, so, yeah, I was like, that's I'm betting that's going to top out at like three, three and a half hours. Uh, it was two hours and 37 minutes. Hmm. Shorter than I expected. Yeah. So. <sighs> and then the last movie I watched was um, The Creator. The Gareth Edwards film that he directed with John David Washington and Gemma Chan and Ken Watanabe uh, set in 2070. Um, with AI, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm not going to go into a lot of details. I absolutely loved it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You need to watch it when you can. Okay. Um, you know, it's the standard story of like, we had, we built machines to help us better our lives. And then the machines kind of took over and turned against us. Mm-hmm. And now this is the aftermath of that, of, now we have people that hate machines. We have people that work with the machines and humans and machines are kind of at war. Um, we have people that live in harmony with the machines. We have, you know, it's just, it's, it's yeah, it's. Um, so where did you watch that? It's pretty damn solid. Uh, streamed it. Yeah, nice. it's not, it's not on a like HBO max or anything of that nature. So gotcha. Okay. Spawned just wanted to watch it, so we streamed it. Nice. Rented it. Sorry, but yeah, it was it was really good. Cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. <sighs> News and trailers. News and trailers. Not to finish things off, but uh, you know, get us to where we can finish things off. I think where we started was uh, that the Rock has confirmed that the live-action Moana remake will be his next movie. Didn't realize we were getting a live action Moana. Not surprised, honestly. Didn't know we needed that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see him in the wig, because I'm assuming he's going to wear the wig. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming he's going to. Um, them's the rules. I sent you the trailer for a merry little Batman. Thanks doesn't, for that. Doesn't that look amazing? Damian Wayne's first Christmas and he's going to, or first Christmas fighting crime. And oh God, this whole thing looked terrible. I, I'm sure that there are people out there who, you know, will appreciate it or they'll want to watch it with there their kids. Is. Not me. Yeah, no, that's a pass. That's a that's hard, a hard pass. pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Um, we got some, we got a photo and then later on a trailer from the, uh, Ted prequel series, which takes place when Johnny's like 16, 17, it's in the nineties. Um, didn't know anybody asked for this. 
I'm, yeah, it's not anything I need to see. If they're going to do it, I hope that they do it like the movies and they, you know, let it be vulgar and, you know, have. But it's coming directly to Peacock, so I don't know that that'll be the case. You're right, right, right. Um, Trailer for Madam Web. Mm. So I actually hadn't watched this trailer yet that you sent it to me and then I saw it in theaters. Oh, okay. Before, before Napoleon, right? Yep. And I'm watching the trailer and I'm not thinking Madam Web. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then the trailer's over and I'm like, oh, it's Madam Web. I don't know what this movie's about. <laughs> I know what the story of Madam Web's about. Uh-huh. But I, I don't know. I don't know what this movie's about. Like this movie, this trailer didn't um It doesn't explain anything. It doesn't explain shit. Nope. You wrote, I had no idea we're getting this trailer and no idea how much I need to see this movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, because for me watching it, you're absolutely right. It tells us nothing about the movie itself. Yeah. Nothing. However, nothing. what it does show us is a new Spider-Man. Granted, this is one of the worst versions um, because this is where they started breaking off into the spider totem and saying, you know, oh, there's different animal totems. And if you've been inhabited by the totem, then you've got these great powers, blah, blah, blah. Um, Madam Web and three different spider women. Um, That alone to me, I'm great with that. Uh, If you look on IMDb, Adam Scott's character is listed as Ben Parker. Um, so Uncle Ben, we're thinking, but it hasn't been confirmed anywhere. So it could just be that well, somebody slapped that in there. I think in a new in a new comic run, I thought that um, Peter named him and Mary Jane's son, Ben. And he becomes a Spider-Man in this new <laughs> Spider-Man series I've been reading. It, it's possible, but I don't think that this is the case in this one because this is the early days of the original Madam Web. Um, so this is before she becomes an older woman. She's blinded, etc. This is her first forays into multiverse, into being able to okay. see not just the future, but like across the multiverses. Speaking of which, by the way. Have you still not watched Across the Spider-Verse? I have not. How is this possible? I'm getting ready for my third watch. I have not been mentally prepared to watch it. Okay. I am surprised. I really want to find the right time to sit down and watch it. Okay. When I can hear it, when I'm not being interrupted, when I have a good... But the movie is so long, I need a good block of time. You do. Um, and that's, it is safe I, that's what I'm running into. Yes. That's the other thing is I'd like to be able to sit down and watch it with him. I just mm-hmm. haven't had the time to do that. Okay. <sighs> You're killing chicken me. Chicken run. You're killing Sorry. me. But yes. You chicken sent me run, chicken Dawn run. Of Dawn of the Nugget. Yeah. Some people out seasons? there are thrilled that the brigade. Well, they are. That's No. No, that is just stupid. <laughs> um, season two premiere date for what if? December. Okay. Quicker than we thought. Yeah. Yep. I, and I then right after that, we get the trailer. The trailer looks good. Yep. 
I like the first season. I didn't have, that's not surprising to me. The second season is going to be good. Absolutely. Um, what'd you think of role play? Uh, here's another Kaylee Cuoco international woman of danger, except for this time she actually is instead of like the flight attendant where she was just kind of bumbling her way through it. This time she's actually yeah. like a spy and I don't know. Um, interesting. I might watch it if it's free. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't do anything for me to the point where I was like, it's Oh God, be I on, can't wait. It's going to be on prime video January 12th. Okay. Then I'll probably watch it yep. there. Arthur, uh, the, Arthur King. the King with Mark Wahlberg, not a role. I really see him in Not not a movie that I expected with a title like Arthur, the King. That's true too. That's true too. Guy who, what does he do? Like run cross country races. And this is going to yeah. be one of his last ones. And then he finds this dog that's been following him. So he brings yeah, the dog along with him. An adventure racing team who brings this dog on this 435 mile endurance race to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. You know, that old chestnut. Such brave girl. This is weird. I, I'm not sure quite what to make of it. Yeah, it's um, it says here uh, it's a British sitcom about a dysfunctional. Oops, that's not what I wanted. Not at all. About a dysfunctional single parent family. Um, yeah, yeah. Sadler was described as being a family sitcom about trauma, but it's also about being a narcissistic loser who pathetically assess what people think about us. Um. It's British humor. It's going to be on Hulu. I'll probably check it out. Same. It's a A24 is putting it out and they put out artsy shit. seems like. Mm, yes. Uh, but December 15th. Yep. I'll probably check it out. <laughs> uh, we had just talked last week about WB shelving all of their stuff like Coyote versus Acme and Batgirl. Uh, now, a single U.S. congressman has called for the FTC to look into Warner Brothers doing this because we know they're just doing it for tax bonuses, tax breaks, whatever. Um, will anything come of it? Probably not. But it's it's still it, nice that someone's like saying like, hey, wait a second. Yeah, this ain't right. I don't like this. I mean, they're choosing to put this on the shelf. How is this a, uh, a tax write off? I don't understand all the different loopholes, all the different ways that those things work. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fast Charlie, the trailer Pierce Brosnan as a, uh, fixer. Okay. Stop right there. Just stop it. Cut it out. Um, and he gets paid to kill a guy, but then the head of the person disappears. So they can't identify him. What about fingerprints? You know, but it's got Marina yeah. backer in. Sure. I think I'm all set. Me too. Uh, Oh, Pedro Pascal's Reed Richards. People seem very torn on this. Some people are super excited. Some people are like, no, he's not Reed Richards. He doesn't look a thing like him. Well, I think it's because we got what's his nuts is Reed Richards in in John Krasinski. Quanti- yeah, John Krasinski is Reed Richards, and that's what people want. Mm-hmm. 
I think that Pedro could do a great job as Reed Richards. I'm sure he can. I'm sure he can. He does good in everything. Yep. Trailer um, for Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Mm. This time, instead of a movie, it's going to be an actual Disney Plus series. The first season is going to cover the first book. They've already got the next couple of seasons planned out. Looks decent. Clickbait headline of Doctor Who announces showrunner. <laughs> Doctor Who yeah. showrunner announces controversial change. They less episodes. Yeah, but it's not even that okay. bad. It's like nine episodes. No. They're going to have one special right. and eight standard episodes. Which, yep. if you look at Whitaker's last run, which I'll get into in a bit, um, it was the six part flux and three specials. Yep. Um. Steven Yoon is going to be a uh, century in MCU. Yeah. Probably one of the most powerful uh, characters in the entire MCU. Basically unstoppable, like more unstoppable than Superman, I would say. Um, I'll probably get a lot of hate for that, but whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and that was just Robert Kirkman kind of. Oh, I, I don't think they've announced this yet, but I'm going to say it anyway. He's going to be Sentry. Okay. Uh, we're getting Ghost new season back in February. I'm excited about that. Yeah. And they just added um, Peacock or Paramount Plus just added the British version. Yeah. Go, well, Ghost UK is on CBS right now because they don't have anything to air. Just like NCIS, NCIS Sydney, which was supposed to be not airing on CBS here in the United States is airing on CBS because they don't have anything to air. Crikey. Um, the Exorcist Believer movie is going to streaming December 1st. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that's the official sequel. Yes, direct sequel. It's going to be on Peacock. It's the direct sequel to the original. I'll watch it. Yep. Uh, what I won't watch, though, is the fourth Harold and Kumar movie that apparently is getting made for some fucking reason. Yeah. I don't, I don't see why we need that. Uh, Ted official teaser. Yep. Okay. Then we got a possible spoiler that we may be getting a fourth season of Ted Lasso. Mm. Cause basically the character that plays Nate, he, um, he had gone on Instagram and talked about how he, accidentally spoiled season three by posting on Instagram in the uh, Manchester outfit. And he's like, oops, now let's see if I do it again with season four. So people right, are like, exactly. Oh my God. Is there a season four? Uh, let's see here. I'm going to scroll down through our actual oh, conversations. I know. New Jason Bourne movie in the works at Universal. Again, there's no information other than it's in the works. That's yeah. literally all. I've been seeing a lot of that kind of stuff. A lot of, you know, this is in the works. This is in the works. Well, tell me what's in the works. Well, people are talking about it. Like, there's no casting. There's no plot. There's no story. I don't consider that yeah. in the works. But, again, no. I also don't understand the tax code. So, Yeah. Uh, Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio are teaming up for a new Karate Kid movie, and they're doing a uh, worldwide search for the new Karate Kid. This is really interesting. So, mm-hmm. it, 
how are they going to play this? Because we've seen Cobra Kai and they definitely kept Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. So is Jackie Chan going to be his brother or he is... didn't play Mr. Miyagi <clears throat> though? In a karate kid. I see. I only watched it once and I disliked it so much that I kind of like blocked it out. Yeah. You watched it more than I did then. Okay. He plays, he plays Dre Parker. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry, Jaden Smith, but he plays Mr. Han. Mr. Han. Okay. So yeah. this will just be a yeah. different mentor. Yes. Yes. He doesn't play Mr. Miyagi. He plays Mr. Han. I I think it's cool. Um, I got tired of Cobra Kai after what? Season three. I think we kind of gave yeah. up. So this is cool. Yep. I agree. So this is interesting. Melissa Barrera dropped from Scream 7 after she posts stuff on Instagram or Twitter or whatever about the Israel-Hamas war. Mm. Jenna Ortega then announces, like, yeah, I'm asking to be released from the movie because fuck this. I'm going to be supportive of my castmate. Well, that's but one then story. Comes, and then, yeah, go ahead. And, and then it comes out Jenna Ortega is not available for Scream 7 because she's filming um, Wednesday. Yep. So I say give Nev Campbell the money she deserves. Um, a lot of people have said that this is the time to bring Nev back. Yep. I'm not touching the rest of it with a 10 foot pole. Um, politics and, and business like this rarely mix. Um, I have my views. Everybody does have their views. Uh, I'm not getting any deeper than that. Yeah, I'm not talking about this war and what's going on with it. Nope. Not going to comment one way or the other. Nope. That's not what I'm here for. So. I got some trailers during Napoleon. Yeah, you wrote them down, which is something that I usually don't do. And I felt like it that night. I think it's because I watched the Driveway Dolls trailer. Mm. And I was like, oh, this looks good. Uh, it's an Ethan Cohen flick. It's a, a comedy road film directed by Ethan Cohen. He wrote it as well. And he added to the film with his wife. It's a comedy caper follows Jamie, an, an uninhi- uninhibited free spirit, bemoaning yet another breakup with a girlfriend and her demean, demure friend, Marion, who desperately needs to loosen up in search of a fresh start. And the two embark on an impromptu road trip to Tallahassee. Things quickly go awry when they cross paths with a group of inept criminals along the way. It looks fun. It looks interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to give it a watch. It's got, um, uh, Margaret Qualley in it. It's got Geraldine. I can't pronounce her last name. Viz one author or whatever. She's Australian, but uh, it's got Pedro Pascal and Bill Camp and Matt Damon. Nice. So those are some names I recognize. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and it's a co. It's an Ethan Cohen film. It's coming out in February. It looks like it's only 85 minutes long. Looks fun. Nice. <laughs> Um, the boys in the boat, it's about rowing. It's, it's like a true story of some rowing teams, whatever. I saw that one as well. Uh, yeah, whatever. Aquaman, Madam Web, Ghostbusters. Don't need to talk about those. 
And then Argyle. <laughs> Did you see this one at R? I, uh, I sent you this one a while back. Yeah, I thought I thought we did watch this one a long time ago. Yeah. Um I cannot wait for it personally. Yeah, that looks good. This is the that one where I, I told you uh afterwards Matthew Vaughn like hired a professional cat to be on the set and after one day it was being a dick and it wasn't doing what it was supposed to. So he yeah. fired the cat, went home, yes. took his daughter's cat and said, "I'm borrowing him for 3 months." And then would drive it to and from the movie set every day for three months, and they bonded. Now it's his favorite animal. Yeah, it, it looks. It, I like it. Yeah, it looks great. And then, all right, Jenna Ortega. We already talked about that. Uh, the Muppets new Muppets show got canceled Shocker. after one season. No surprise. That's what happens. Um, and and boy swallows universe i have no idea what that's about so i watched the trailer yeah i sent you a teaser that was even less descriptive last time and we were both like i have no idea what this is about this one again doesn't explain a lot but it looks interesting it's based on a real good yep yeah Looks pretty damn solid, so I will definitely be checking that out at some point. Uh, but that's it. Other than that's Doctor it. Who? Yeah. Which I want to start off by saying that we did catch up. Like, we busted some butt and, you know, did one episode here, two episodes here, and got all caught up so that when we went into Saturday, we were uh, good to go. This was only my second time watching through Jody Whitaker's run. Um, overall, it was not that great of a run. Um, it wasn't terrible, but there was a lot of stuff that I didn't like very much. Um, especially towards the end, the flux, um, series was good in some places and terrible in others. They never fully explained how things went back to the way that they were because the flux was created and it was going through and destroying planets. It wiped out like most of the planets and and civilizations in the universe, and they don't explain how everything got back to be the way that it was. Right. So that was bothersome. Also, I wasn't alone in this because Julia said the same thing. The um, love interest of Yaz suddenly discovering that she loves the doctor in the last three specials, not even in flux, but in the last three specials was tacked on. It was terribly done. And yeah. it was actually insulting when Jodie Whittaker's like finally confronting her about it and basically saying to her that she's never uh, liked anybody as much as Yaz. And if she was going to spend all of eternity with someone, it would be her. Um, And then she kind of like throws in there quickly, you know, I've never liked anybody this much. Well, maybe my wife and Yaz is like, excuse me. And she's like, Oh, did I not mention that? Like it was so terrible that basically like Rose was, thrown right out the window river was a, a a joke and she didn't earn it yaz did not earn that because we watched her for two and a half seasons just kind of be the faithful companion get into adventures and never have anything like martha jones was in love with him from the jump and he basically had to shoot her down 
uh, Rose developed a crush on him when he turned into Tennant, and they both developed feelings for each other because he that was the first face that he saw when he mm-hmm. came out. And so theirs was believable. Donna, there was nothing there. Um, nope. Amy, Amy was head over heels for him right from the beginning, but in a dommy way. Like she really took control, took charge, and he was like really thrown off yeah. by it. Uh, River absolutely dominated him, and that was beautiful and wonderful to watch it all start to finish and finish to start, I guess. Uh, Clara definitely had some good banter, some good flirtation, but it was never to the point where she was like, Oh my God, I love him. Like they kind of danced around it at the Christmas episode where she was like, this is my boyfriend. And, um, so we've seen a lot of, and bill, bill never had any kind of attraction. So, right. We've seen it done many ways. This was unearned and it was tacked on and I hated it. I hated everything about it because again, we saw her two seasons of just perfectly fine. We saw her go through the flux and be okay. And then suddenly they decide, Oh, by the way, she's in love with her and she's loved her this whole time. No, fuck off. So, um, I don't disagree. Uh, thinking about it today, like, Tennant's definitely been my favorite doctor of this new cycle from uh, Eccleston the straight on through. Uh, it's wonderful seeing him back as the doctor. I wasn't a huge fan of the recap monologue at the beginning before the credits. No. Um, this is, hey, let's let everyone know where we're at, you know. And the reason that I saw online that justified it was because this is the first time it's been on Disney plus. So there were people who might be tuning in who have never watched any doctor who. So, which is fair. That's it true. was cheesy, but yeah, you're right. Like for longtime fans, it was like, why are you doing this? This is no. And then we get the opening credits and I lose my mind. Cause that's what happens every time. Uh huh. Cause it's just so fucking amazing. It's amazing to have um, Doctor Who back. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so here's what's interesting. I don't know. I don't know how deep we want to go in this. Oh, I'm ready to go deep, baby. I know, but I'm, do we want to wait till next week? I mean, no, fuck it. Just turn it off if you don't want to hear about it. it that's why we did it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is interesting. I, I, I read this and I want to mention it before I forget it. We get the star beast, the wild blue yonder, which is next week. And the week after on the ninth, we get the giggle mm-hmm. and all three again, released on home video on December 18th of this year. Right so, before we get the Christmas special, which will be the introduction of the 15th doctor. Yes. But Essentially, it's like, no, oh, no, the Blu-rays and DVDs are ready to go. They're just sitting <laughs> in a warehouse. Yep. <laughs> All right. Go. The Star Beast. Um, broad over, overview, I loved this episode. I mean, I it was so good to see Tenant back. There were a few things that I noted right off. Um, when he steps up. So, usually, the the way that it has gone is that we have seen the end regeneration 
And then the new season picks up with the very next steps. And again, because yeah. we're getting a new showrunner and because it's switched over to Disney Plus, they probably skipped over that part because it would have been weird for people who have never seen it to suddenly see a woman on screen um, exploding in golden light and turning into David yeah. Tennant. Um, so I get that. Again, it's, you know, you're trying to cover all bases here. So we basically see the TARDIS land in England. Um, yeah. And very quickly, David Tennant, you know, we don't get to see the inside of the TARDIS. He's just stepping out of it. We we haven't seen a yeah. glimpse of what it looks like in there yet because it's always different for every doctor. Um, and he almost immediately runs into Donna Noble and starts freaking out because if she remembers him, she will die. You know, her, yep. her brain cannot contain all of the Metacrisis <laughs> doctor DNA that was put in there. So he's freaking out. She calls out to Rose, which makes him freak out even more. He's already trying to figure out why this face is back. Um, this is pretty unprecedented, and um, that's coming no, from... It's, it's very unprecedented. Yeah. Um, we had had that whole thing with um, Peter Capaldi, which they kind of touch on here. Uh, I thought was brilliant. Later on, they touch upon the whole Peter Capaldi thinking, why did I pick this face? And then thinking back to Pompeii with... David Tennant and yeah. Catherine Tate uh, saving the one family that they could. So it's again, a beautiful circular thing. Um, but yeah, he doesn't know why this face has been chosen. So now he's seeing Donna and hearing the name Rose and he's just losing his mind. Um, finds out that Rose is actually Donna's daughter. Um, and Not once again, gender daughter fair. Um, That's important because that plays a role later on. It does. Um, so. True to Donna's self, she completely misses the spaceship crashing into the atmosphere because that's the Donna that we've always come to know and love. You know, she yep. misses this, misses that um, turn left was a prime example of that. God, I still love that episode so much. Um but yeah, quickly we get to see the doctor back in action. Like he hasn't lost a step. David Tennant looks like, I mean, he looks older, but he still looks amazing. I don't know why they chose to make his hair so big this time. Like it is very tall on top. Holy cow. It's very tall. Um, so yeah, he heads right to the crash site. I yep. thought for sure we were going to see Kate, Stewart show up and I, I immediately yeah. I was like oh my god what's going to happen if Kate sees this face she's going to be like yeah. wait a minute why is this face back we get plenty of people asking why this face is back some people who didn't even know oh. that, that this face shouldn't be back yeah and I thought that was interesting I can't think of her name but the, one of the leaders of the unit she was in the wheelchair she finds <coughs> the doctor she's like oh the doctor oh so glad you're here blah 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 and they're talking and then he starts rampaging about like, well, you know, then I became this guy and then I became this guy, this old guy. And then I was a woman and da da da. She's like, wait a second. You can't know your future. You're not allowed. Mm. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I didn't. I got this face again. And she's like, whoa, how did that happen? Yeah. So it made me think like, wait a second. I've never considered this in all the doctor stories, but the doctor is going through time. Front and back, front and back, front and back, mm -hmm. front and back, front and back. So it's just like, 
this woman's probably met the doctor before as say Jody Whitaker's doctor. Mm-hmm. And now she's meeting David Tennant's doctor, but she thinks it's, but it's not a big deal to her <laughs> because, Oh, this is still the doctor. It was right. the doctor before the doctor became this, this is doctor. the 800 year old doctor versus the 400 yeah. year old doctor. Yeah, exactly. So it really made me think for the first time watching this, like, Oh yeah. yeah. I don't think we've ever seen that before outside of river. Right. Where, or someone knows the different faces of the doctor, mm-hmm. the master, of course, a few companions, but like this person from unit is just like, Oh, Hey doctor, how's it going? Yeah. Yeah. And you assumes must, it's 800 year old doctor, like you said, and not mm-hmm. like 1400 year old doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Which can get very confusing, but also is brilliant because yeah, uh, it's not like, um, we, we talk about how, say, Tom Baker, you know, doctor in the 80s, he, uh, pardon me, you know, his adventures weren't contained to the 1980s. You know, they weren't contained to the years that he was on TV. He could go into the far future. He could go into the past. And, you know, he might hit up 1863, whereas Matt Smith's doctor hit up 1864. Yeah. And. You know, it, so there's all kinds of ping ponging like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just hadn't really thought about it in that perspective until that that part of the episode. Yeah. Uh, so. Jumping around a bit, you know, it turns out that uh, an escape pod jumped off the ship. Um, there's also a strange energy in the ship that hypnotizes all the unit members who go up to it. Um, the escape pod had an alien. Uh, we get a very ET moment with the shed and the stuffed animals surrounding him. Um, this is the meep. The meep gives a very yeah. sympathetic story, um, being hunted well, down. Rose, Rose finds the meep. Yeah. And brings the meat back to her shed. Yeah. She shed, whatever. And like you said, the kind of like you said, the meat gives the story of like, I'm being hunted by monsters and mm-hmm. I have big doe eyes and I'm innocent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Julia is still mad at me because I called that one. I was like getting up a, to grab a snack or something like that. And um, she's like, oh, her theory was that these guys were hunting him down because he's a sweet, innocent thing. But he accidentally did something like set off a bomb or, you know, accidentally. um you know, caused a catastrophe. And so they're trying to bring him in. And I was like, yeah, or it turns out that the meep is actually the villain. These guys are like law enforcement trying to track him down. She's like, no, nah, I don't think so. And then when it took that turn, she goes, fuck you and your brain. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the village all over again. Yeah. <laughs> so continue. We're in the shed. Yeah, no. And the meep is just basically trying to become friends. The meep <laughs> seems very simple minded as well. Mm, yes innocent simple-minded doesn't understand things trying to become friends with inanimate objects um and you know it rose's mom accidentally sees the meep because she goes in and she doing donna won't stop talking about something and the meep cast a blank and then next thing you know like now we're in the house and the doctor's there and the meep's there and you know, the doctor hears the story and now we have to flee and that's where we get the bad guys and we get the possessed guys and everyone's hunting the meep and, and doctor's got to save everybody and they have to 
go up to the attic and go through all the connected buildings for you know five buildings down to go get Donna's husband's car and like you know a typical like doctor type well, story and move. Let me jump in there real quick because this was something that kind of took me by surprise. We actually saw the Sonic creating things out of thin air this time, and this was interesting. Yeah, the Sonic screwdriver made a force field. Could have used that in the last sixty years, probably. Well, but it also made a computer screen. Like he's usually the doctor will like scan something oh, and then look at the yeah. Sonic and be like, you know, yeah, it did. He actually created a computer screen. He was like flipping through stuff. Um, That's true. Yeah. And I'm wondering again if that's for the new audiences um, to kind of give them more of a visual representation because, you know, if a guy just like pointed something like me and then looked at it, they'd be like, what is Well, that? it's like later on, like when he makes the little force field things that he puts in front of or shields that he blocks yeah. so to go up the stairs. He <laughs> passes it to Donna who holds and looks at it. And he goes, oh, that's called a sonic screwdriver. Like we're getting like almost a Doctor Who 101 in this episode. Kind of, yes. Like like later on when we see that Rose's crocheted animals are all actual like, you know, it's a Dalek, it's a it's a Cyberman, it's a, a Cyberman, it's an angel, it's an you know, weeping angel. It's yeah, it's this. And that this was kind of cool. Oh, it was badass. But I'm just saying, it's almost like oh, here's a brief introduction to all these characters. He's you know. It's not as bad as Carson Daly going on TV to explain to Taylor Swift fans what football is and how football <laughs> played. But, it, you know, it's it's pretty like we're going to hold your hands through this for those that haven't watched us. But for me as a super fan, outside of that one awkward part in the beginning with the two of them sitting there, you know, talking, um, it never bothered me. Like when he you know, like you said, he's up in the attic and he's like, this is a sonic screwdriver. And if there's one thing it can do well, it's resonate concrete. And he starts to resonate and they're like, actually that's mortar. And he's like, okay, well, whatever, you know, it was funny. So they could drop the exposition, but I didn't feel like, Oh my God, do we have to sit here and play kindergarten with all these kids? (laughs) I loved it. No, no, I I didn't think it was terrible. I just thought it was interesting. Like, Hey, we're going to introduce you to all these things. Um, you know, the doctor, of course, figures out like when he sees that one of the guards is alive, that these monsters aren't killing people with these lasers. There's no damage to this vehicle. These are set to stun. So the doctor does what the doctor does, pulls everyone together, declares this is a ceasefire zone. We're having a trial. We're going to figure out, get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Pulls out the Tom Baker wig. The Tom yes. Baker judge yes. wig and slaps it on its head. Loved it. I lost Loved it. it. <laughs> Uh, and then this is when the Meep reveals that the Meep is actually the evil one who has a dagger drive on his ship, which basically stabs into the earth and will it's going to detonate and destroy a five mile radius. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. They said miles, even though this is a BBC show. Mm, you picked up really on that, too. That, they really want that American audience. <laughs> um but yeah, it was just, you know, the Meep revealing to be the bad guy. Completely saw that coming as you did. Mm-hmm. Um, not surprised whatsoever. I love how the Meep did definitely like just went from the innocent googly, you know, doe eye to now he's got sh- a mouthful of sharp teeth and evil eyes and the ears are up and mm-hmm. I'm going to eat somebody and da 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 da. <laughs> and, um, you know, the doctor's got to save the day. And to save the day, Donna has to know who the doctor is. And we get that story. 
Oh. And we get Donna's story that Donna has felt for years. There's something missing from her life. There's just something that's missing. They won the lottery and they bought a house, but then they gave away the rest of the $166 million because that's what the doctor would do. And there's something missing from her life and she doesn't know what it is. And then when the doctor has to go off to save someone, you know, Donna sends her family away and says, the doctor's going to need my help. And her mother's like, oh, she said the doctor. Yeah. But, it's, but the Donna, but Donna still didn't know who it was. Mm-hmm. I picked and, up on that then, too immediately. I was like, yeah. oh, she said the doctor. And then essentially now they're in this, they're in the spaceship trying to stop this dagger drive from working. And they, they're divided and they both have to do stuff on each side of the room. But the only way for Donna to understand what she needs to do is to remember who the doctor is and release the medic crisis, you know, the, the whatever. And, oh, we get this amazingly, amazingly, oh. amazingly emotional moment with Tenet's doctor oh. who is just fighting with himself. And then Donna, he's like, but if you, if I, if, if you do this, you'll die. And Donna's like, that's okay. If my daughter lives and my husband lives and 9 million people live, it's okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that was Donna herself. That was not her with her memories back. No, right. And so the doctor starts doing all the code words. Oh, Donna's this, just like, what are you doing? Just tell Bucky me what Barnes. it is. This gave me oh, Bucky yeah. Bard's chills, dude. Absolutely. Oh. And then all of a sudden she clicks and they're saying it together. And now he knows who she is. And she's angry. Mm-hmm. She's angry because this was taken from her. Mm-hmm. For the last 15 years, this part of her life was taken from her and it wasn't fair. They do what they need to do. They stop the ship and then Donna dies. And it was sad as hell. Uh-huh. But then Donna's not dead. Do you like this explanation? Are you okay with it? I if ever there was going to be an explanation, yes, I love this explanation. What about you? I think it I think it makes sense. Because when a woman is pregnant, there's so much of her that she shares with the infant as it's growing. Yep. It would make sense that I mean, just think about everything. Like you finished wolf like me. Yes. Okay. Like the baby is a wolf, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's basically the mother transmits everything to the baby and, and it makes sense. So Rose or coming out and ha- think about river. You know, she was conceived yeah. on the TARDIS. So yes. she took in something right. from that. So River, I mean, River. So Rose kind of absorbing some of that meta crisis because the meta crisis was too big for one person to contain. Anyways, it makes sense. Yep. And now Rose has grown up with these memories that aren't hers, but things that seem familiar. And that's when we get like the beautiful montage of how they kind of worked like they were reciting it together how rose got activated quote unquote yep. uh the connections with like her shed was her tardis mm-hmm. you know um and you the know stuffed all the animals cr- were the creatures all the stuffed animals were the creatures and we that we get to see their hear their voices and everything and i don't know i just thought it was so brilliantly done mm-hmm. uh I, I loved it it made perfect sense they work together they stop the meep i mean it, it, it's they- fantastic they also tied it in beautifully because as somebody put it online and it's right, you know, this is a show about a main character who is constantly changing their entire identity. Sometimes yeah. even their gender, Missy, the, the 13th doctor. Yeah. So, you know, 
Rose grew up with all these conflicting memories and all these conflicting ideas. Who am I really? Didn't feel like she was in the right body and even picked her own name, you know, said the name Rose kept coming to her, which is also a beautiful nod. Um, so yeah, it, it was an amazing way to explain all of it and to allow Donna to live through something that should have killed her. Now, my one complaint okay. of the whole episode, and I can tell that we've been recording for a couple hours because both of us, our ears are bothering us from our headsets. Yes. My my one complaint and is how I, Rose... I, I know where you're going to go with this, but please continue. Rose and Donna, how they're like, oh, we're just going to let it go. <laughs> and then had a frozen moment where they held hands and the Metacrisis just <coughs> dissipated from their bodies and gone. Mm-hmm. And they're both safe and everybody's okay. I that was my one. I I had an issue with that. Okay. So it would have made more sense if the doctor used the TARDIS and the sonic screwdriver or some sort of thing to figure out how to. Now that it's been split, I can handle removing it from a body because mm. it's been divided. It's less. It's less. You know. But instead, it's just like, oh no, we're women. We can just let it go and gone. I had. I didn't <laughs> like that at all. So if you think back, I'm not going to I'm not going to say you're right or wrong, but if you think back to the number of times that we have watched the doctor in different incarnations um, use regeneration energy, use the actual uh, time vortex as a weapon, as a regenerative tool, um, you know, Captain Jack is here because Rose released the untethered power of the TARDIS. She took it all in, released it to kill the Daleks, and it brought Captain Jack back to life and made him immortal. So she was able to do that. We've watched the Doctor in mid-regeneration use it as a weapon. We've watched Missy use it as a weapon. So the, the regeneration energy, the, the Time Lord essence that is within them has been expelled, has been used in different ways like this before, especially if you go back to Rose. Like I said, you know, she the doctor helped her, but she expelled it. He had to take the rest of it out of her. And that's what caused Eccleston to um, regenerate into Tenet. Yeah. But here's my thing. Those were all traumatic moments yeah and it's social it's, it's it's very much acceptable in these things that when someone is a high stress or traumatic or 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 moment of that nature that they're they just react and they don't know what they're doing and things mm-hmm. happen this was just literally like now nah, we're just gonna let it go no trauma we're all happy it's all good mm-hmm. to go we know exactly what we need to do don't forget the moment the Metacrisis happened, Donna knew everything. She knew how to depower the Dalek ship. She knew how to stop okay, Davros. No, that's true. That is true. Yes. And maybe she was given the knowledge of what, what she needed to do. I, that's, okay. That's the way I think I'll, it happened. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. It just it just hit me the wrong way when I watched it last. I, I get that. I get that. I thought where you were going to go was one where I kind of cringed a little bit, which was – when they're in there, they're in the apartment, they've got the two force fields up, they're like everybody's shooting, everybody's trying to come in, and David Tennant's like, Hey, um, 
I promise you, I'm going to rescue you. We're going to get him off this planet and we're going to, we're going to send him back where he belongs. And Rose chimes in and she's like, you just automatically assume that it's a male. And he's like, Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Um, what do you go by? And he's like, I've always used the, I am the meep. And he's like, well, I get that. I'm the, and then he can't say the doctor, but, um, it just, yeah, that annoyed me too. But I was like, whatever, and I moved on. The only reason that it did was because they were in the middle of a life or death situation. Like, pick your battles. <laughs> like, do yeah. that afterwards. Yeah. Just be like, hey, I just wanted to say um, I have a problem right. with that. Perfectly fine. But not when people are shooting and trying to break into your house. Like, that's not the time to to split hairs over that. So that that's where I thought you were going with that. Nope. Nope. Now I was just like, well, whatever. I moved on. Nice. So overall, this episode was phenomenal. It felt like getting back to an old friend, you know, not just because it was David Tennant, but it felt like Doctor Who again. It felt like <sighs> nestling up in an old warm blanket and watching something that, you know, is always been a comfort to you. Like everything was great, dude. If I had seen Wilford, I would have lost my mind when they mentioned that he wasn't with I know. us anymore. Yeah, and 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 he, and he oh, I love the man. Blah 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 blah. I'm so sorry for your loss. No, he's 94. He's in an old age home. We can't take yeah. care of him. The Put unit by that unit him. woman. Yeah, Kate. She did yeah. a really good job. Oh, because she said yeah, that no yeah. old soldier deserved. Oh, dude. Yeah, I thought that was good too. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, do, I, I cried a lot in this episode. Like I was I, emotional. I mean, I was very emotional as well. I had to pause it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I like they're at the end. Donna's mother's like, no, you're going to go in that TARDIS and something's going to happen. And you're going to just, you know, like, no, no, it'll be fine. We're just going to go see. We're just going to go visit Wilfred. That's it. We're just going to visit yep. Wilfred. And they go in and Donna has her coffee and they're loving with the, you know, the, with the, but the new TARDIS looks like inside and this Which and that. Which it looks amazing. She spills her coffee on it and it goes haywire. <sighs> so I was wondering, why didn't Rose go with them? Like, I can understand why dad and grandma didn't go, but why didn't Rose get to go with them to go see Wilford? Like you would think that would be a natural so thing. Here's the thing. But here's the thing. And I think this is why we've met Rose's daughter. Donna's we, daughter, Rose. Donna's daughter, Rose. I mean, we, we've, you know, we, we, she was there, the catalyst to help Rose, <coughs> help Donna survive the ordeal so we can get a, a Donna and Doctor adventure again. Yeah. Fair enough. And, and that to me, that's, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. We're getting a, a feel good Donna and Doctor adventure again. Cause at first I thought Donna died and Donna was really going to be dead and Rose was going to go be a companion for a couple right. episodes. Um, it really sucks. We only have two, one, really one complete episode. And then the episode where at the end of it, you know, David Tennant leaves again. Um, I'm grateful we got David Tennant for these three episodes again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would still love it if we had a future episode down the line that Russell T Davies did where we had a doctor's reunion again, because I love it when they do a doctor's reunion type thing. Yes. Um, uh, but yeah, I just I really love this episode. I'm not going to go as far as I listened to a Doctor Who podcast today and I thought it was interesting. And and I'm not going to go as far as to say, like, this was better than anything in the Jodie Whittaker ever did as the doctor. 
Because that's I, just that's that's extreme. That's an extreme. That is extreme. Yeah, because I, I, Jodie Whittaker, yes, was she my favorite doctor? No. Did she have some great moments? All the doctors have had good, bad, and ugly, and and, and whatever moments. You know, yep. some of the most powerful moments for me, uh, like my, the most powerful moment for me from this whole Doctor Who run, Eccleston to David Tennant twice over now, is Bill becoming a freaking Cyberman. Like that's the one that sticks out to me the most. And that doesn't have anything to do with David Tennant or Jodie Whittaker or whatever. Like David Tennant's my favorite doctor in this run, but that moment is the most powerful, more powerful to me than uh, pond and her boyfriend or husband going back in time mm. from the, the, from the angels, more powerful than that, <clears throat> you know, cause they got to be together and live their life out together. Yeah. Yeah, but Bill becoming the first Cyberman, that crushed me and it still bothers me. She got me. done dirty. She got done real, real fucking dirty. And I, 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 I've, I struggle to watch the episode. Like, I, I usually skip it. Like, I, I well, especially because it's so it. drawn out. Like, yeah. she thinks she's waiting for the doctor. And because time's moving so much faster for her and slower for him, you know, she's yeah. converted over all this time. And, yeah, it was rough. Um, here's a fun one for you. I pointed this out to Julia. What did you think about the parallel or did you notice the parallel? So when David Tennant, when he died as David Tennant, the doctor, he had that whole prophecy of the Ood telling him he will knock four times and we kept waiting for it. And it turned out that it was Wilford. And they were both sealed inside those plastic cases parallel to each other. Yeah. And they needed to both be doing it. One couldn't do it without the other one. Now we have Donna and him stopping the engine from exploding, sealed off in yeah. two separate containers, paralleled. One of them is going to die. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was. That's true. It was subtle, but it was also beautifully done. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to watch this episode again. Me too. Probably right um, before watching the next one. Saturday, the second, I'm going to take my boys to see WWE and Bangor. So I won't, I don't know when I, I probably won't watch it till Sunday evening, unless it comes on Saturday at one in the afternoon again, then I'll watch it then. Um, Careful for spoilers. Well, like, like I had to wait until Sunday this time because I was in Canada for the night Saturday. Right. And, uh, but I didn't have any spoiler real issues whatsoever. Nice. So, yeah. Whew. But that's it for me. That's it for me as well. Cool. I'm on the social medias. I'm Superstar ML. I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. And that is our show. Talk to you next week.